This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam is doing some stock take. Charlene is going head to head with Little Red. And we talk working moms. Can we have it all? If the feminists say we can, then we can. Right. Hello. Hello. How are you kicking ass? (laughs) (laughs) I am kicking ass by way of... Not letting my uncontrollable, tantrumy, crazy, mad children um, to be a reflection on my parenting. <laughs> I'm not letting self doubt and guilt creep in. I'm not doing it to myself. <laughs> Listen, how old are your kids? Remind the listener. So Josh is uh, three. And Jesse is almost 15 months. And which of the two are worse right now? No, 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 no. They give each other a go. Really? Rhett and I literally, about a week and a half ago, stood in the kitchen while there was just pandemonium and chaos around us. I couldn't tell which one was screaming louder or throwing more toys around at each Were other, they both like angry they, or was it just like kids playing no, or no, no. what was it? They're angry and sad and frustrated all at the same time. I've, listen, I've seen you in action. I must say you have a talent, <laughs> a real talent. And we, you sitting at my kitchen table now, Juice, when you were at my house the one day for a bri, she was crawling and latching onto your leg and pulling <laughs> and screeching <laughs> and you were looking down and going what the fuck is your problem now <laughs> you, and you straight faced and you were humorous about it and i think that's the way to go about it you, i i would be like oh my god i'd be panicking i'd look at ray and we both be like what now? How do we make him happy? You'll see. When you have the <laughs> second one, it cures you of all of that. Because Rhett and I literally just looked at each other and we were like, it is officially them against us. <laughs> and we feel like we're losing. We were just like, I'm so scared right now. What the <laughs> fuck are these kids doing? <laughs> like, can I just... Uh, That's why you stop at two, right? At what? Exactly. <laughs> so you're at, not outnumbered. At one point in this chaos, I was telling a friend this week, Josh was simultaneously, and th- I know this sounds like my children are probably not well-balanced <laughs> individuals, but if you have a toddler who behaves in this way, please reach out to us so that I don't have to feel so alone. <laughs> um, and I have had my child for play therapy and he has been diagnosed. There's nothing wrong with him, but he was acting out so much and he was literally screaming while building blocks and just repeatedly bashing his head against his cupboard door because why no jesse don't see me what yeah jess was looking at him yeah no jesse don't see me and jesse was trying to look at whatever mark he had on his face because it obviously looked like he had eaten chocolate or whatever it was i couldn't even see and then because he says no jesse you don't fucking tell that chick no. <laughs> Let me just tell you. 
So, uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, I, I may as well just get into that right yeah, now yeah, yeah. before I ask you how you're kicking yeah, ass. Yeah, talk but to us about going head-to-head with Little Red. She has got a temper on her, that little chick. Like, don't, she will be playing. She's got the mark of the redhead. Exactly. She comes with a warning label. So, <laughs> when she is about to touch something that's going to hurt her, or I can see that disaster is about to strike, then not that I have things lying around that's going to hurt her, but she'll be trying to climb and stand on her little chair as opposed to sit on it. You're doing suicide watch. Yes. And I'm like, Jess, you're going to fall. No, don't do that. She will look at you. She'll crinkle up her nose like dagger eyes, and she'll just start screeching like, I want to climb up here, mommy. And how dare you fucking like, stop me? You don't you tell bitch. me no. Yeah. yeah. And she the other day she was whacking me in the face because she was angry at me trying to clean her bum. Like, let's uh, change how your How dare b- you? Jesse, did you make a poo? No. <laughs> Come, let mommy check. <laughs> she doesn't want me to pick oh, up because God. I'm going to figure out that she's and, uh, and she makes herself either like plank Mm. That it's impossible to like maneuver her body so or like a jelly or jelly you where she just them. like <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, but she is super amazing at the moment. And despite Josh's chaotic, crazy behavior, because he doesn't want Jesse to see him that night, I put him to bed and I lay next to him and he just leaned over and he put his arm on my. He was lying with his back mm. towards me and we were spooning. I can't spoon too tightly because then it's like, no, mommy, love me little. Don't love me big. <laughs> so I was just keeping my distance like I know he likes. And then he put his arm out behind him and he patted me on my stomach. And he was like, mommy, you're my sunshine. Aww. I was like, oh, my God, heart melts. <laughs> Done. So um, how are you kicking ass? Wait, I just want to say something. Yeah. The tantrums are not a reflection on you. But the amazingness is, of course, your parents. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Just like how when Josh and Jace do something amazing. That's, that's you. Because of me. And yeah. when they suck at something, I'm like, well, that's your kid. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's probably the other way around, if I had to be honest. <laughs> okay. Me, how are you me, kicking me, ass? Me, me. Let's hear how about this. kicking ass? I've, yes, I feel like this has been coming. A long time. The listeners will be like, Sam, how did you not know that this was coming? I've reached a point where I've been working late, late, late nights and my deadlines creep up on me and I'm not balancing well. Mm. And I've reached a point where I'm a yes person and 2018 was the year of yes. I'm very enthusiastic about things. And so every work opportunity that came my way, actually every opportunity, just like this bloody haircut that I had someone go, Sam, we're going to do something crazy with your hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, if someone like texted me tomorrow and said I must go bungee jumping, I'd probably say no. But I would seriously consider it. Consider it, it yeah. I'd be, I'm a, I've been a yes person. But when you own your own business, mm. you need to draw a line at a certain point. It doesn't matter how much I enjoy what I do. Um... I can't do all the things. No, you, you're not. You, you only have so many hours in the day. And, and clearly I don't. And <laughs> let me just tell you that I don't view being a yes person as a, as a negative thing. It is wonderful and it is intoxicating to be around you because for the most part, your enthusiasm about things is so refreshing. So I might be negative and stuck in my own head and then you and I will have a discussion and you will 
just you will make the impossible seem possible without even trying. So that's very inspiring and lovely to be around. Thank you. Which I really appreciate about you. you. But you also run the risk of always being a yes person if that is just in your nature. Mm. First of all, to be exploited. Second of all, to be trampled on and bulldozed mm. into, manipulated into just, oh, Sam will do it because she's always so keen mm. and giving and loving. And, and, and people will take advantage of that. And it's that's that's not on that's you, that's the, on that's them. Risk, yeah. um, and lastly, you will get so invested in things and because you are that type of person you invest in those things because you said yes and you are going to do things I, properly i'm balls to the wall yeah you do things properly which is again a wonderful personality trait but it can be to your own detriment because no good deed goes unpunished because then you you're taking on too much and then you might end up not being able to juggle all the balls and then you'll just end up getting flack for not being or you might have to at one point say sorry I know I did commit to this but I can't get to it now and you are setting yourself up for failure if you allow too much well this all started with my trip to Cape Town my working holiday I never debriefed about that. No, we didn't, but I, I figured it was gonna it was gonna <laughs> present itself. <laughs> well it has. <laughs> it was amazing. The amount of downtime I got was almost zero. I did get a couple of days where I slept until eight. I didn't even ask whether you took some time to rest because <laughs> I knew. I fucking knew. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I worked I like I took the opportunity to bash out a lot of emails and stuff that had been backlogged. Mm-hmm. on a Sunday and I like really was empowered by that and I loved it and there's a lot to be said about catching up and taking the time for yourself it was a working holiday just just that mm-hmm. because your brain is divided a lot um when you're managing a family and like mm-hmm. the juggle mm-hmm. that we all deal with and then when you take the working holiday you can only focus on work. And that thrilled me. That was great. Obviously, because your personality type is of such a nature that you also, it, it, it makes you so stressed and worried that you know in the back of your mind you've got all that stuff that you're not getting to. Yeah. And it will make you happy and feel relieved if you can get to them. So doing that, it's cathartic almost yeah. in a way. So with the working holiday, I had a bunch of meetings and everything is just coming to fruition Everything is like growing legs and I've been busy. And so Ray taking over and doing a wonderful job with Elijah in those five days that I was away almost carried on because after that it was deadline, 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 deadline and I've been working. And he, so here I need to take a pause mm-hmm. and say, I didn't marry an arsehole. You did not marry an arsehole. And there's no but, yeah. There's no but. <laughs> that is it. Full stop. Full stop. I didn't marry an arsehole. Full stop. This guy has showed up oh. in the last couple of weeks. Oh, my God. I've got to say, like, divorce is not on the cards right now. <laughs> so just, you know. Was it ever? It, was, it hasn't been. So just, you know, calm your farm. You're ever thinking, oh, my God, why is she saying the big D word? But if we were to get a divorce now, the the jury's out on who Elijah will go to. <laughs> because in terms of caregiving, it is like halfway 50-50 at the moment. And I, so I've got to just give her a round of applause 
Because he just nailed it. He he nailed the trip and he has been nailing. I can't, I've been thinking and, and part of me feels a bit guilty, but part of me feels like, no, this, he should just be recognized. Mm. Our uh, domestic helper was very ill and, um, but I had meetings back to back and I couldn't uh, do the washing or anything like that. Well, he had the meet, the morning off. He did the beds, he did all the washing, he did all the dishes. I came home. It, there was no like, you know, I wasn't missing my domestic mm. helper. My husband did all of that and then went and worked. He has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Kudos, Ray. Kudos, Ray. I did not marry an arsehole. That being said, he turned around to me and I told you this, Charlene, and I hope I don't cry. Mm-hmm. He turned around to me last night and he said, I miss you mm. before we both crashed into sleep. And... I just, I've reached the point where I'm just like, okay, Sam, you've hit the right notes. You've had your yes year. And now you need to take a step back. And, and realistically, I'm looking at my schedule and I'm going, what balls have I thrown up in the air that I'm juggling? Mm. And what can I set aside? And what is important? And what is going to fit in with what I want to prioritize? Okay. Needless to say, I haven't been running. Well, of course. Of there's, course. A, there's always one thing. Something's got to give, right? <laughs> so in light of me taking stock and realizing that I have limitations if I want my life outside of work, my momming, Elijah's extramurals, my running, my marriage, if I want that to be a certain way, um, you know, I need to kind of realize that there comes a point where I need to start saying no. And that is a full sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to beg the question to you, Charlene, and to you, our listener. Can we really have it all? Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Okay, Charlene. What was your preconceived notion about having a career before you had kids? Mine is different to yours, Sam, because... Yes, that's why I'm keen to hear. I always knew while I was working, I loved working, I loved my job, and the job that I was in, I always, I I realized when Rhett and I was getting to the point of getting married, and when that started happening, I was like, "Mm, I, I love this job, but I know I do not want to do it when I'm a mom. Wow. I, you had that, I, that uh, wisdom, should I so say. So I was... You were in marketing. Yes. I loved, loved, loved what I was doing. I still have such a passion for it. I, I had the most perfect job. I was working for a wonderful company with wonderful people. I was traveling all over the show. And all you I... You were living an amazing career. All I could think was... I effing wished I found this job in my 20s because I would have been able to chew off a bigger chunk of it Mm. and get more of it in before I'm ready to not have it anymore and I didn't feel like oh I'm gonna miss this when I have my kids I just knew myself and I knew that when I have a kid I don't want to work anymore and you always knew 
I want that to, you would be a family mom. I want to get a big chunk of career in so that I can feel I had a good innings. stab at it or mm. a good innings. Close it off. Have my kids keep busy. I always knew I was never going to just sit at home and do something. But I knew... Because you did give that a bash. Yeah. And you know that you tried the stay-at-home mom life. It's and you knew that it me. doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't feed your it, soul. It, yeah, I didn't. Plus also, I am not, I'm probably, you know, I think when you have a, a, I always think of someone who has an instinct to be a teacher or be teaching or whatever. A vocation, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a, a, a good friend that I am always in awe of, a good mutual friend that, that I'm always in awe of because I look at the way she conducts her relationship with her child Um and they make the sacrifices in order for her to be a stay-at-home mom, and she misses her work. Mm. But she will not trade it for anything because she was raised by a stay-at-home mom, mm. and that's her dream for her family. And so I always look at her with envy um, when she does it, and I was like, I have such, such envy grace. for what you're doing here mm. because I know that I don't have what you have. It's beautiful, and I... I I, I do wish that I had that instinct or it came so naturally to me, but I'm I'm too selfish to a degree and then I feel guilty because I feel like, okay, I've had a nice time with Josh, we did our ABCs, we cut it in, we did this, we did that, now I'm fucking, can yeah. I have some adult conversation, please? Yeah. Can I just get in the car and go buy a cup of coffee or something? And it doesn't mean that she doesn't feel that way because of she's course also not, yeah. just a person and so I, I don't assume that she doesn't feel that way, but I, um, I love her for how she approaches it. Okay, so you've kind of, you realize your privilege. Yes. At being able to kind of seek out other avenues to get that cre- those creative juices out so that you can be the best version of you. But interesting, you never had, you kind of realized your career in marketing would end. You never had grand ideas of becoming this marketing maven and owning like, your own company and no. you know nothing like that i wasn't that that wasn't i it's actually maybe maybe i didn't have ambition but i loved to What's work that? in I the marketing that, sector yeah. working for a boss with brands and working for um and killing your day-to-day job yes just the interaction with the people i was dealing with and the stuff that i did and that the brand that i worked on was like my little baby and it had its ups and downs and we had the challenges and the difficulties I absolutely adored it and I never felt like, ooh, I want to like have this marketing agency where I can show other people how to build brands and how to do X, Y, and Z. Never, never, mm. ever had those ambitions. I w- it, what I had was just enough, but I knew that I was going to have children and maybe that's why I realized if I wanted to have this baby of maybe becoming this marketing mobile with an agency or whatever it is, that would mean that I can't focus on my kids as much as I want to. I think I was a lot more naive and unsuspecting of what mom life would bring. Because I'm listening to you and I'm going, she knew. No, I fucking knew. You knew. I knew full well. How did you know? Maybe I (laughs) I think my siblings had children way before Mm, me. Okay. I'm the middle child. My eldest brother had children very young. They had two. My youngest sister had two children when she was very young so so you saw what parenting I was, took i was the lot my my parents had us very young so i was the last person to 
get married and then have children. So my planning was, and I had my children later in life. So Mm. I saw what it, not what it did to them, but what the dynamic was like. And I was very involved in raising those children. Like, Tani Charlene had, I babysat, I, Mm. they stayed with me for weekends. I often did the school run. I was, I'm very invested in their lives. Now less than what I was because mm. now I've got no, my got own, own two family, children yeah. that I'm investing in. Not that I love them less. I'm just focusing my time but towards having, my own children. But you had that experience and you saw. I remember looking after my sister's kids one weekend and you just – I realized how selfless a job it is to do that because you you don't even think about – in the moment, I didn't even think about how tired I was or how hard it was. You just think about what this little person needed. And those kids went off to their mom on the Sunday after staying with me for the weekend. And I plucked down on my bed and I was like, I can sleep now. Yeah. It's, just, it's two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. I can sleep now until I have to wake up for work tomorrow morning and on a Monday. And I was and like, it's not gonna she does anybody. not get yeah. to do that. So I'm going to fucking sleep. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, and when I sleep, I'm going to appreciate it because I know. That's nice that you had that. I'm grateful that I had that. So you had that um, peace of mind when Mm. you went into having kids. Fully, 100%. I was not, I was not under any other illusion. Okay, let me tell you where I came from. (laughs) I think I start, as I got older and as I continued to work where I was working, I realized that that wasn't going to be a good fit. But I still had illusions of grandeur. And I still had a dream that you could have it all. And I'll tell you why. So I was in the news business. And journalists uh, were revered in my eyes. And those journalists who were killing it. So news women. I'm looking at like uh, the feral hefigies of the world. And the the... The people who run Prime Media, the women who have those, and, and the editors of all of the magazines, you know, the Vanessa Raffaelis and the Jane Raffaelis of the world. And I just like, oh, it just gets my juices flowing that I'm just like, I, there were women in the newsroom, magazines and newspapers alike, that I was just like, yes, um, Pippa Green lectured me and uh, she's now our press ombudsman and I'm still in awe of her. I'm still going, yes, you are killing it as a woman and a mom and it's amazing. And that's what I was just like, well, Sam, just ask them what they did and follow suit. It can be done. It can be done. If they can do it, so can I. So I know that my previous job didn't, wouldn't feed that. And wouldn't accommodate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still thought I could be that editor and uh, that newswoman until you have your kid. Can I just on that note quickly interrupt you to yeah. say that in the spirit of being inclusive and hearing what you're saying, I know you, um, you, it doesn't mean that it's not possible. Because those women do it. Those women do yes, it. They they do do it. But, I, but yeah, is I've it for you? Is what I'm saying. You thought it was for you. You 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 looked at that and you thought this is what I want to do. Until might, it wasn't. I might be a version of that. Yes. But I'm not seeing that in myself. So I might be becoming a version of that. I might look back at my career and think, cool. 
I actually did achieve that. Mm. Um, but something really resonated with me at Varsity and I've carried that into my career and I've gone, Sam, remember this. And that is um, when you look back um, at your life and you have a potential tombstone, you know, message. message or, yeah. Is it going to be you were the world's best journalist for those decades that you were a journalist? Is that all that's going to be on your tombstone? And I thought, I always had that in the back of my head. Do you only want to be a great journalist, Sam? What else do you want in life? Mm. So I think I did have that um, little birdie on my shoulder going, remember, it's not always about the career. And that um, harks to the saying, don't be so busy uh, making a living that you forget to make a life. Mm. So I, I did. I still have these like, oh, well, how can they have made it? And and not me. And but that your life's creeps not in. Over. It's not over. But that also creeps in a lot less than the realization. Once I had Elijah, my and I look at amazing women. To add to that list of newswomen, I look at my gynae who works insane hours, and I look at who, at when Elijah was um, still in the womb and she was, you know, seeing me on a monthly basis, she was supporting her husband, her husband was sick, and she was running the show, and I was just like, the pressure, this mm, is it, this is crazy. the main yeah. the main breadwinner, the main career woman, and I looked at the hardship that my gynae went through. And then I would look at the, my pediatrician similarly, who has since had triplets over and above her now five-year-old. And I'm seeing how it's weighing on my pediatrician to have to leave her family in the hands of nanny. She calls her nanny, um, an au pair um, type person who drops them at school sometimes or picks them up from school. And, and when my pediatrician was with me in the early hours at Niku with Elijah, she wasn't with her family. And I realized that and it hit me hard. And that's what let me let go of mm. that notion. And I'm rearranging that, um, that ideal of having it all. And I'm going, no, I don't think so. I, I personally don't think you can have it all. And I don't, pers and I, I have friends who really believe in a work life balance and like promote it. Um, but does it, is it really that? I don't feel it is. Here is my philosophy. My philosophy is it is more a yin and a yang. So some, it's a work life harmony. So sometimes your work gives this week. My work gave a lot. Um, not gives, my work took over a lot and I suppose my personal life gave a lot. And next week I'm gonna gonna change that dynamic a bit and I think that's always gonna be this like flow that you've got to be aware of. I agree one hundred percent with that that notion. Um I, I genuinely I, I don't I don't think that for me the answer is no to can we have it all. To me it is Yes, I do think we can have it all, but I think it depends on what your perception of it all is. Because your perception of what it, is, it all is changes once you become a mother. Okay, and so what is it for you? So at the moment, I genuinely feel like I do have it all. 
Really? I do, because I'm in a position where I am able to work and keep myself busy. Yes, I'm not a friggin' mogul of some uh, whatever industry or mm. sort of... or, or a marketing maven. Yes. <laughs> um, but I am working in... A, on things that stimulate that side and that interest and that area of expertise to a degree where I am continuously learning more about it and I am able to manage my own schedule to decide that today I'm not going to work that much. I'm going to be more doing stuff for the kids and more, like yesterday I had a lot more personal stuff to do. Even though my work was stacking up, I could choose to not attend to those things because I'm able to today focus a bit more on the kids and then tomorrow I'm stepping up with work again and then sometimes maybe family needs me more or there's a new project that I want to investigate and so then that project takes my attention. The fact that I can manage my own schedule by not working for a boss helps me with that, first of all. Mm -hmm. Yes, do I get time to go for my run that I set out to go for? No, I didn't. But does that make me feel like I don't have it all? No, it doesn't. Because I know that this week having it all means this. Next week having it all means something different. So you're happy for it to change weekly, even daily? I need for it to change. I'm. I. If I have to have the pressure of something being set in stone like this is the ultimate goal yeah mondays wednesdays fridays you have to hit the gym from this time to this time anything outside of that means you're a fucking failure and you're going nowhere that pointing finger for me is too much you run away from that yeah Yeah, i can't I, i i just disintegrate i've become completely unproductive and I like to say that I'm the master of my own destiny because I know that if today I slack on work, tomorrow those deadlines and things are still going to be there. But I just have to find time later in the week or at some point in the week so that I don't start my Monday having carried all of that over. If some of it carries over into the next week, that's fine. So I genuinely am very content with the place that I'm in at the moment. I'm able to work on this project. I'm able to work on... A, a professional in a professional job but it's not in corporate I do work with my husband in his in his company I'm able to branch out into all the other avenues the the nanny placements and the baby massage and my kids and my family I love that Charlene I do but I want to call you out on something go for it okay we got an email from a mom when we asked, and now I'm jumping ahead to something, so we'll go back to our discussion and to our listeners. Um, but we got an email um, from feedback that we asked for, um, and we asked, can you have it all? And um, I think the question I asked was, are you keeping your head above water? How are you? It was, can you have it all? How are you keeping your head above water with everything that a mom has to do? And um, our first email was, I'm not. I'm not keeping my head above water. I'm currently drowning a little. Trying very hard to do it all, but totally exhausted this week. It's very up and down, and I think hormones might be a bit out of whack, but I'm such a zombie. And you texted me back and said, I feel like she's saying what I'm saying. Quite right, 100%. Yeah. So where I am, I feel exactly like that person. But I still don't believe that we don't get to have it all. Because that is a human reaction to your circumstances. 
Mm. Okay. But if you believe that having it all means you never feel that way, you're lying to yourself because you're human. So I'm content with my life and the things happening. Do I feel overwhelmed? Yes. Do I get tired? Yes. Am I? Do you feel guilty that you are neglecting your family and your husband? Yes, because sometimes I feel guilty because I have the power to decide how much time I give to them and how much time I give to my work. And, you, yeah. and still sometimes I choose work. Oh, this is a huge one for me. I have to say this. I have to say we've <laughs> spoken about... Um, Men, the guilt. We spoke about the mom guilt and mm. about how uh, dropping our kids off at school. And uh, this was in that mom guilt episode where mm. we chatted about drop, like how I couldn't get shit done before 12 or even before 2. And I've paid for aftercare for Elijah to stay there until 4 or 5. I feel so bad. And yesterday I worked on a deadline where Ray took Elijah to swimming. And I felt so bad for... Not sacrificing being, that time, yes. Sacrificing that to, time, not being in work. that swim lesson so that I could sit here and work. Um, and I feel guilty on a daily basis. But whose decision is that? It's mine. But, what, but here's the thing, Sam. So if the question is, can you have it all? Then it depends on what your all is. Again, it's what is your definition of it mm. all. So if your definition is to never have that feeling that you've got, if it means that I want to work, have time with my family, have a social life. and Feel like I'm killing it. And feel like I'm killing it all the time and never have any sense of guilt, never be tired, never feel overwhelmed. The answer to that is, if that is what all Having is. it all is, then the answer outright is no. But the definition of what it all is for you, I think it's a very personal question, That dif then the answer becomes different. Because am I overwhelmed? Yes. Am I tired? Yes. Do I feel like a zombie? Yes. Do I feel guilty? Yes. I feel all of those things. But I realize that I do have it all because if I have to whittle down what is important to me in terms of, what makes me happy, what makes me feel I'm in a good place. It means that I get to work and be flexible and decide my own schedule. Um, are we keeping our head above water financially? Yes, we are. Um, do I, I like to have the control of, I choose today to work rather than spend that hour with the kids. I will spend the time with them, but now while they're at school and maybe for an hour after they've come back from school, I'm just wrapping up these few things and then you will have my full attention. And the fact that I get to decide that makes me feel empowered and makes yeah. me feel, for me, like I do have it all. Okay, I want to say two things on that. That firstly, you mentioned, are we keeping our heads financially above water? I was at a business meeting the other day, just like a networking session, and one girl said what really hit home for her in owning her own business was, and here we're talking about owning your own business, I get that, but um, you're, tr you're trying to make ends meet, yes. is what we always say. I don't know. I keep taking on more and more work, which is essentially my saying yes to everything and being a yes person. I keep taking on more and more work because I'm trying to make ends meet. And she said, where are those ends? Mm. <laughs> That's a very good point. Where are the ends? You decide. Exactly. You decide that. So that is quite empowering. That's my first thing that like, really hit home. Secondly, and this ties into our next um, email, 
I think we do need to very carefully in our attempt to be inclusive, we need to um, make a clear distinction between work-at-home moms Mm -hmm. who have the option, as we do, Mm -hmm. of I can choose to... um, or make those d- d- delineate where those ends are that need to be met. I can not have my nails done, or I can uh, whittle down my expenses or to, I can to the basics. In, I can a, sacrifice two hours with the kids today because I have that deadline, and if I get this off, that's going to mean extra income. Exactly. Yes. Or I cannot put Elijah in aftercare and save on that money and do one less job. Whatever I can, I can. Make those distinctions. There are some women, however, who don't have that luxury. Don't have that luxury at all because you have to go back to work, and you have to go back to work in order to cover all your expenses and keep afloat and feel like you and be content with the fact that you are providing for your family. For some people, it literally is: Am I putting food on the table? Am I making sure that my kids are fed? And that their basic needs are met. So here I, I asked a friend who is a full-time working mom. And dare I say a lot of moms are also the primary breadwinners. And I, I spoke to this mom and I said um, exactly the same thing. Can you have it all? How are you keeping um, your head above water? She said to me, I don't think it's possible. You can't have it all. And mommies who say they have it perfectly balanced are talking crap. There is not enough time in the day to work and earn enough, make the perfect meal, spend enough time with the kids and still have a bit of adulting as well as downtime. Not a fuck ever. I choose every night whether to spend 30 minutes playing with my baby girls or making something better than mac and cheese. Working mom's life sucks balls. I agree with that 100%. And again, it brings me back to my point of what do you consider to be it all? When I read her message, for her, she's for her to toss up between the time with her children or making a better meal. So there's nothing wrong with mac and cheese. So if you will allow yourself a moment, and this is what, what society does to us as moms, and what we do to ourselves, we put so much pressure, and also in our Mom Guild um, episode, we had a caller who said, I feel guilty about sending my kid off to school, (laughs) and I see beautifully curated lunch boxes, and my kid gets like a zoo cookie and a whatever, I don't know if you remember that voice. And other people have cute kale and cucumber sandwiches. Sandwiches, exactly. (laughs) So if having kale and cucumber sandwiches means that that is it for you, then that yes, you've made it as a mom. Then You're you do get it. to have it all. But that mom who packs the perfectly curated lunchbox with the kale and cucumber sandwiches, you don't know what else she's sacrificing to be able to do that. You are sacrificing the kale and cucumber for having a laugh in the car or being with the kid for 30 minutes. So, so it depends on what it all means to you. It's that yin-yang ball. I always have that picture of the black and white. You know that symbol? Sometimes it's more black. Sometimes it's more white and it's constantly shifting. It's a harmony, not a balance. And so my, my overriding feeling with this topic is that I don't think there is a clear yes or no answer in my personal opinion. And I think that what it all is will change from time to time. And I think most importantly, the way I guide myself is if I feel one week or two weeks, or a month, or how, if at any point I feel like 
Mm-mm. Something's not right here. I don't feel like I'm getting to where I want to be. I'm f- I feel unhappy with the place that we're in or where we are or where I'm headed. I assess what is making me feel that way and I look at how I can change that. And if that means I need to sacrifice something else in order to achieve, add this one thing to my achievement list, then I weigh up how important is that thing that I'm going to be sacrificing, which Mm. of the two will be making me more unhappy or will be making me feel more like a sense of accomplishment or like I do have it all. Because this week, going for a run didn't make me feel that way. So I sacrificed going for that run. There were other things that would make me feel more accomplished. Mm. And so that is what I chose. So I don't think that it's a blanket statement, black or white, yes or no. Yeah, the scale is not, it doesn't have to be that balanced scale. And it's th- one or the other and we need to be okay with it. And that. I think when you speak to moms who work for a boss or for in a corporate industry or they work, they go to a job because they're being a good mom by providing for their family. Is it their first choice to to do that? No. Um, do they have other options to maybe make themselves be more flexible? No, maybe they don't. That is what works for their family and the, deci- the, the decisions they have taken. But I think when when you are working in a career where you are feeling like I'm doing this because I have to and because I have to, I'm doing well. You will mm. always feel in your heart like you're coming up short. And I can say that this because I have been there. Mm. I took a job. I went to work because at that point I had no other option. And I was doing the right thing for my family. And I did what I had to do. However hard it was every day, I, was, I felt like I was selling my soul to the devil. And I was, I'm grateful today that my situation changed and I was able to not have to carry on on that route. But you do also find peace in that. Did I feel like I had it all? No, because I knew very well what sacrifices I I was making. But I had to come to terms with the fact that sacrifices on some end, on the one end, means gaining on the other end, exactly like you say. It's a fluid thing. So... um I want to hear from one of our listeners. We have another email and I I want um, more commentary from uh, someone who called in and I think it ties in very nicely with this. Okay, so I am a working mom who gets to spend afternoons working from home so that I can be around for Gabriel, my son. But um, yeah, I can tell you that. Most of the time, there's a lot of guilt involved. I feel guilty for being around, but not being able to get down and play cars with him or run around outside because I have to be stuck behind my computer. But then when I do take a few minutes out of the work bubble to spend time with him, I end up feeling anxious about the things that I'm not getting done right then and there. So, yeah, some days I feel like I can do it all and I have been able to do my work and be a mother very well. And some days I just feel like I've failed somebody or everybody horribly. And, you know, I think that's a normal part of being a working mom is struggling with the balance, you know. 
Yeah. I agree with that 100%. So, so she's now coming from a – he, he has the thing. I wanted to draw that line between women that have to, um, you know, work full-time. This friend of mine has to work full-time and has to bring in the bacon as well to help her family make ends meet. Um, but she's managed to do half day from home, which very few women get right with bosses these days. So she's managed to to shift that and have that little bit of flexibility. And I love what she said at the beginning. She said, I get to mm. come home in the afternoon. And a lot of women who are stuck in an office full time are going to look at her and be like, I wish I had that. But know that nothing comes without major sacrifices. There are some days that I would rather be sitting in an office and getting shit done and coming home and leaving all of that behind mm. rather than carrying, having this divided attention and trying to get shit done with Elijah hanging on me like a monkey and going, Mommy, no. He pushes my laptop down and goes, close this. Mm. That's hard. That's Because hard. then the guilt creeps in and then you, you just and, – and I find myself – even sometimes in my as flexible as I can be and I get to decide how I manage my schedule. Um, even on some days I just feel like I just want to get this one last thing done. And then Josh is like, Look with your eyes, mommy. Look with mm. he'll say, Mommy, look at this. And I'll be like, Yes. He'll be like, No, look with your eyes. Mm. And then I know, Charlene, you're just saying yes because you're not actually paying attention to him because he wants you to engage with him. Which takes me into that bubble. Immediately guilt, katang sets in. Mm. I'm like, fuck, Charlene, just be present in the moment with your kid. But then I can't help but feel like, Josh. Just give me five more minutes, then I will be done with this, and then you and can then have, you have full me, yeah. attention. So it is not abnormal what you're feeling if you're feeling that. And if you're sitting stuck in an office because you work at a nine-to-five job where you don't have the flexibility of leaving in the afternoon, and maybe maybe you work that nine-to-five job and you still don't get to leave the office at the office and you don't get to have home at home. Oh, that is such a reality for so many. That yeah. is really genuinely a reality. But it depends if I can urge you, if the question is can you really have it all, define for you what having it all means. Yeah. Okay, I've got uh, one more email, and that is, um, I'm just going to read it straight out because I've got so much to say on this. You can have it all, says this uh, listener, but just not all at the same time, exactly what we're saying. Um, So she's very sanguine and level-headed about, you know, this whole thing. Every choice means that you're taking away from something else. Opening a second business means less time with either husband or kids. An additional extra mural means less time for business or husband. Date night means less time for kids or business. So you've got to weigh it all up. Keeping my head above water, she questions. Most of the time I'm drowning. (laughs) I love the honesty. But Mm. I like to think that I'm setting an example for my kids that A, women should be ambitious and have something for themselves. And B, we can have it all. It's fucking hard, but possible with some give and take along the way. And C, it's okay to drop the ball and be messy and out of sorts sometimes when juggling too much. This is what real life looks like. 100% exactly what we've been saying. I, and I, I'm like, yes, 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 until it gets to C. It's okay to drop the ball and be messy. That's not for you. It's not for me. No, you see, <laughs> and I think that that is... Th- 
maybe you, my advice to you, you let me it tell makes you. me so uncomfortable. No, no, no. You are going to be cured. <laughs> you are going to be cured of this so quickly when that second child arrives. Let me just tell no, you. No, just okay. Look around my house, Charlene. Let's just use my house as a metaphor for my head. Do you see a clear surface? Have a second child. You're going to see even less. No, there is no clear surface in my house. Maybe the floor where we need to walk is clear. There's nothing it's, on the stovetop. <laughs> there's nothing on the stovetop. Okay, good. But it's a fire hazard if you put exactly. anything on there. That's a win. You're managing to I'm not managing have fire hazards. managing to not have a fire hazard in my house. Could be I? worse. <laughs> in my house, I have fire hazards. <laughs> but that's because you have a second child. Exactly. <laughs> what am I going to get myself into once I fall pregnant with the second? I shudder to fucking think. I'm petrified. Did I can't you, drop the ball and I can't be messy. Did you have messy. it all before you had children? No, you may no, no because I didn't you have, have children. children. Okay, <laughs> so now you have children. Do you have it all? No, exactly like she says. This point number C is probably for me the overriding message, and that mm. she just said it so beautifully. Yes, it depends on what it all is, and that is going to what it all is for you and that will differ from time to time but if you can allow yourself to cut yourself some slack to realize that okay so this week or this month or this year I didn't get to 100% of all of my goals is that okay yes it's okay because I managed a lot else be a bit more forgiving you do not always have to have all your shit together because can I tell you if you continue to strive to have all your shit together and live for that moment of avoiding dropping the ball and being messy at all cost at all costs you are going to be sacrificing something else elsewhere there is something has got to give and you have to be okay with letting something give at some point it's collateral damage is what it is And it is not so bad. Because if you continue to strive for, it's not realistic. That is not the real world, Sam. The real, just like this mom says, everybody, whoever says they have it perfectly balanced, it's a talking crap. It's a lie because there's no way that the universe, if you're lucky, maybe one day in a week, all the chips fall into place. Yeah. But tomorrow, real life is going to hit you. And you're going to be like, oh, right. There's the other fucking yeah, let, shoe that I was waiting yeah, for to drop. Let's not even forget about like unforeseen circumstances. You, we're just trying to navigate the things we can see in front of us. You cannot control <laughs> life. Life happens to you. It's throwing things at you all the time. How okay you are with those things will determine how comfortable you feel with your achievements or your balance or your yin and your yang. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we close off, I've got one more, our last and final caller. I love the saying that goes, you can do everything, but you can't have everything. And I think this applies so much to balance, work life, career, home life, social, social life um, and me time. And as a working mom, because we can have all of those things, but we can do all of those things and we can be great at all of them. 
um but it does come it something is always going to have to give and i think the question about balance and getting balance right is prioritizing one of those and being okay with it and understanding that i need to give this now more attention for the following reasons a deadline a um a kids concert you know a friend's birthday party you know self care looking after yourself and your health and your mental well-being um which one of those needs the most attention at what time and for all of the other things to kind of support you then to be able to prioritize something so i think balance is understanding which one needs to be prioritized okay yeah what do you think about that well she it's like she took the words right out of my mouth because and the only reason i would have ever arrived at this theory was if it is because it happened to me i was at a point where i was so depressed and so miserable because i had all these balls up in the air and i was just like what am i even doing like i don't feel happy with anything anymore i just feel like i'm chasing after what am i even chasing after mm. what is this i want it all or i i want this successful happy life what define what that is for you and realize that they can if if it is x y and z then a b and c will have to you'll have to let go it, that is life it is science it is reality it is it is factual that you cannot be in two places at once and you cannot travel the world as well as try and have a family so if having it all means i want to travel the world but i also want to raise two small children that is and have a career and have a marriage and spend time with my family let's be honest how is that logically possible unless you pack all of your family in your suitcase with you and you have a private tutor and that travels with you wherever you go and you can work on that that trip how much of the trip are you then going to be enjoying because you are working and how much is that going to cost you so yeah you can only do some elements you can make that dream work but there's only some of those elements that can 100% materialize. You know what this what you what you're saying reminds me of there is a season. It's and we live in seasons and that brings me so much peace when I remind myself that. You know when you feel overwhelmed when your kid is being a little shit or the teething is killing you and it's like this two shall pass scenario. Like life is just like having a kid is the biggest effing life lesson that you will ever for those people who don't have children. We have friends who are who don't have kids and they look at us and they're like, fuck me, I'm never doing that. Yeah, and <laughs> and it is if for nothing else, that epiphany, that moment of do you, you know what? This kid is teaching me about life because this is like a walking living breathing metaphor for life because nothing is permanent however hard it might be you are never ever ever going to be in that situation forever
Okay, what did we learn? You go. I wrote a couple of things down. Okay. Our last caller mentioned self-care and I almost said, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Something's got to give. If you, if, you do not, if you do not allow yourself to let it be fluid, something's going to fall off the trailer. And at some point you're going to have to look after yourself a little bit more than your work or your kids or your husband or your relationship or whatever. It is, it's got to be fluid. Um, and in that fluidity, I think if you want to kind of box things up, right, um, to help give you a bit of structure, because um, you, you work well with the, on a day-to-day basis, it's going to be fluid and it's going to be, and you need to accept that things are like that. But you need I structure. work well with structure. So in terms of that, there needs to be wiggle room. Mm-hmm. Like I take back to when I was 10 years old and I, and I set myself a study timetable. I was super excited because I started exams in grade four. <laughs> I was thrilled. It made my life that I could finally write exams. And on a schedule. <laughs> oh, he's such a dawn. <laughs> such a dawn. Oh, my God. And I, sched- I made a study timetable for myself. And in that timetable, I was so proud of it. And I think I took it to either of my parents or both. And um, one of them must have said, when are you having lunch? (laughs) 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 It's amazing that I even stopped it and, you know, for like evening bath time. Because it would just like go into (laughs) tomorrow and the next day. And I tend to still do that. When am I giving myself wiggle room to eat, to drive, to be, to take a breather, I'm not. And and in that structure as well, what really hits home for me is I think I need to start with life first and prioritize that. So um, never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. My living and my career aspect and my goals and my dreams, those don't mean nothing. But what comes first? I'm never going to have my marriage over again. Quite right. I'm never going to have those young years. The young years or even the growing, any of it, nothing. The teenage years, the, the, nothing waits. Time waits for no one. You might have another one that, that goes through all of those milestones, but you will only have your first one for the first time once. Yeah. So, no, and I think about having a second, and I mean, we've discussed this at length. He's he or she is not going to be Elijah, mm. and it breaks my heart. It's a normal feeling to feel because, <laughs> and then it comes. Who's with, this person? And then the feeling of, um, will I love him or her as yes. much? How can I even love something? Logically, you can think, of course, you're going to love, and it's a new personality, and it's, it's all exciting. And but I do think, like, maybe I should just stick with one because I cannot. Like, I love my kids so damn much. In that <laughs> statement, and this is a whole separate discussion. Oh, yeah. In that statement, having had a second one, feeling the feeling of being able to love more yeah. because you have another it's one. Amazing. That is that is something that I, for people who cannot have more than one, I hear you or who chose not to have another one, it's your choice, your life, your family. For me, a very rewarding part of that was that as much, you know how you don't know what it's like to love a kid until you have one? Yeah. You don't know what it's like to, to love, love two kids until you have them. Well, I or think three, that then four. cements the idea that I'm never going to have. I can't think, don't worry, I'll get a chance again when I have my second. 
No, you. I'm not having. There are no do overs no. in parenting. There are no do overs. So, um, let me slot in. That's a big takeaway from from this. Is I can have it all if I shift the goalposts. Yes. And I can shift the goalposts. Exactly. But what takes priority? Like I think, keep that top of mind always. Correct, 100% agreed. And it's not always going to be the same. Life changes, your kids change, your scenario changes. Things happen that we don't plan for or set out for and then you have to adjust. Mm. And like from our episode that we discussed with Philippa, I'm sure for her having it all was being married, growing old with this person that she loved. And, and having more than one kid with him. And having more than one kid with him. That did not pan out for her. So does that mean that she now doesn't she doesn't all. get to have it all? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Because life changes. Define what having it all is for you at different stages of life. That mm. is my 100%. I will stick to that. Roll with the punches, ride the waves, and accept that it's never going to be the same and that that's okay. Exactly. I really want to carry on this discussion. As we always do. As we always do. So, um, DM us a voice note on Instagram at the Great Equalizer Podcast. Or record one on your phone and hit us up over email thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. We're loving the feedback that we're getting. It's so helpful because it also just gives us insight. We're still just moms and hearing from other moms or parents or people out there makes us realize that, no, we're not crazy and we're not in this alone. And so every, every comment, every like, every share, every single interaction we have with our listeners and our followers, we are so grateful for it. It means the world to us. Please keep it coming. Don't ever, ever stop. And... As always, don't forget to re review us on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Facebook. We, we want to just do more and more and more and more with this podcast and we want to grow the community. So if you're not into rating or reviewing or whatever, just do us a solid and touch base in some way. Don't think that we only have a small pool of moms and friends that, that we – you know, touch base with. We actually change up, you know, our pool that we that we hit up every week, and we include new people who follow listeners just like you. So we want to hear from you. And the more we're seen, and the more our stuff is shared, or, or or the more we interact with other people, the more our pool will grow, and the more Sam and I will be exposed to different experiences, people from different walks of life. We want to be inclusive. We want, we're yeah. hungry for the information. Help us broaden our horizons and our parameters and what we can put out to you and help us have epiphanies um, so we can make this podcast better for you. So guys, that is it for this week. Until next time, keep, keep your, your mom game strong. today's show please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on instagram at the great equalizer podcast or on facebook if you want something a little more personal you're welcome to email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you